Hey, welcome to the Intentional Living Center today. I'm Dr. Randy Carlson, and uh, we're going to focus on marriage today and think about marriage. Did you know that uh, there are three naked truths about marriage? <laughs> and I'm going to tell you what they are. I got to look from, the, from that. I say naked, people start looking at you, right? Three naked truths about marriage. I'm going to tell you what they are coming up here in this half hour. Uh, I want to talk to you. Maybe you're feeling like your marriage is feeling pretty naked in terms of not uh, being able to communicate. You're not close. There's a lack of intimacy. Maybe you're struggling with communication. Intentional living will work. In fact, if you are not intentional, your marriage will be in worse shape than if you choose to be intentional. There's only one way to get from where you are today in your marriage. If it's a good marriage to great, or if it's a struggling marriage to a good marriage, it's to be intentional. And I want to help you do that. We're going to pray with you, and we're going to talk with you, and we're going to help you. Whatever it is you're facing in your marriage, we want to help you today. Uh, our first is Anonymous uh, that came to us uh, on our comment line from Arizona. Hi, Randy. I'm um, listening from Arizona, and um, my question is, how do you go about someone in your, well, my husband in this case, how do you go about them being silent to refuse battling what is a person trying to gain? I am one to talk about issues or problems and deal with it and get over it, and he is not. And our relationship is oh, kind of in shambles right now, but I am doing everything I can and trusting once again in God and by faith. If you can just maybe answer that for me, it would be awesome so I know how to deal with, with the situation in a, in a loving manner for me, for our marriage, and my husband. Thank mm. you. Well, thank you. Uh, listen, that, that's very difficult. Men and women are different. Sometimes it's the man who's open and let's communicate and let's resolve issues, and the wife is silent. It's, often it's the other way. But when we're not on the same page in these areas in life, including uh, the desire and commitment to, to resolve problems and focus on resolving problems and communicating with each other, it, it creates a problem. You know, the, the scripture is clear that uh, a lot to do about the power of our words. James talks about how our words can become like a spark that puts a whole forest ablaze. And your husband is choosing not to communicate. Now, you implied that maybe you think it's a manipulative, passive-aggressive kind of thing. Sometimes it is, not always. And I think there's a difference. If he's using silence as a way of not dealing with issues passive-aggressively, he's using it against you, then that's one approach that you need to take and sitting down with him and saying, honey, I just need to be real, you know, real, real blunt with you. I'm feeling like you're not talking to me about these issues because you're trying to pay back or you're, you're trying to, you know, you're trying to punish me in some way and see if you can at least talk about the motivation behind not talking. On the other hand, it may be that he's just a happy camper. Uh, we find often that guys will come along and say routine is okay and not get it. Their heads are kind of thick enough. We as guys, we're not picking up on the fact that uh, our wife may not be happy. See? And so if that's the case, then there's another approach of maybe you're going to have to have a wake-up call. Sometimes us guys have got to have the, uh, you know, we got to get our, uh, our head hit, as it were, uh, in a way that says, hey, there's a wake-up call here. And you sound like a real 
you know, kind of a gentle spirited woman. And maybe you need to just sit down with your husband and say, honey, I got to talk about these things. Now, maybe it's a problem to you not to want to talk, but can we have at least a, a night a week where we spend a half hour with one topic? I've got to talk to you about it. We've got to, we've got to deal with this. And so the two issues, one is, is it being used as a passive aggressiveness? That's one approach. The second one is, no, he just doesn't want to talk. And often that's a totally different approach. But get to the bottom of it. I'll tell you what, for all of us, we can learn from the callers that we hear that the importance of communication. Communication is the key to a happy, intentional marriage. In fact, your business requires communication. Your relationships with your kids require communication, and certainly your marriage does to make it work. All right, maybe you have a question today. Maybe you're struggling with something in your marriage you want to be intentional about. Uh, Let's go to Christina, who's uh, in Arizona, and she left this question for me. Christina? My husband and I have been married for 15 years, and when we were first married, he was in debt and I was not, and so he gave me the responsibility of handling our finances, and so... I, over 15 years, did pretty good, but I've gotten us into about $8,000 of debt, and we did Dave Ramsey, and it just frustrated my husband because he didn't feel like we could ever get this, you know, emergency fund in order to start paying off our debt, and he feels like I'm always telling him no. I've tried, and he's so exasperated. It just feels like he starts out so defeated that it's not possible. He'd like to buy a house, and I'm saying, we've got to address our debt first. We have to have, you know, an emergency fund before we take these other big steps. And he feels like I'm squashing him rather than trying to partner with him, which is my goal. And so my question is, how can I, in a respectful way, get him on board with making the changes that we need to do in order to get out of debt. I know that there's stuff we have to do, and he's frustrated that I'm telling him that all the time. Well, Christina, I mean, you guys are not together. You said that he gave me the responsibility for the money, and now he complains. Now, that's passive-aggressive. You got to do it together. I mean, if he said, hey, you handle the money, and then you come along and handle the money, but he didn't like how you're doing it, you know that doesn't that doesn't work. So Christina, listen, you guys have got to sit down and, and get on the same page when it comes to money. Uh, you have to have a budget put together. You have to have a spending plan. You have to know how much is coming in, how much is going out. And here's where it begins. I'll tell you how intentional living works. Until you make a decision, nothing happens. The first step in intentional living is making a decision. I am sick and tired of having financial problems. Our marriage is being affected. Our relationship is being, we're sick of it. You got to get mad enough to say we're done with this. And then after you do that, you got to declare, this is what we're going to do. We're going to put a goal together. We're going to honor God with our money. We're going to move in a new direction. And then you got to put a plan together. And then you need to execute it. Those are really the steps of intentional living. And whenever we have a problem in, in our marriage and we just gripe about it, complain about it, point fingers at our spouse, Frankly, that's childlike. That's what kids do. Marriage is for grown-ups. And so, Christina, very lovingly, I, I would encourage you to, to talk to your husband and say, Honey, listen, you asked me to do the money. I'm doing it the best I can, but we need to do it together. And uh, just like in business, just like we have in our ministry, we have regular meetings every month at least. We look at the financial report. We look at where we are to make sure we're not over, you know, over budget in any way, managing it carefully. It gives freedom. 
when we choose to communicate about these things. Honey, can you run a couple of errands for me? Where? The pharmacy, the deli, and the car needs gas. Uh, I don't know. Uh, what do you mean? That's a lot of places to go. Across town, through town, around town. I wish things were more like the Intentional Living mobile app. Now I'm really confused. It's everything Intentional Living, all in one place. I downloaded it from my app store, and it's got links to web resources, podcasts, shortcuts to Intentional Living on Facebook and Instagram. That's great! Let me look at your phone while you run those errands, hmm? What is the purpose of money? Hi, I'm Dr. Randy Carlson with an Intentional Living Minute. I could go in lots of directions about money. We could talk about tithing. We could talk about helping your children, saving for the future. For all of those are certainly uses of money. Teaching church leaders, however, Peter said, be shepherds of God's flock that is under your care. Not greedy for money, but eager to serve, being an example. You see that in 1 Peter chapter 5. So what's the purpose of money? It's to be used to serve others, your family, church, reaching people for Christ. God's work in the world is huge. The needs are huge. And when we intentionally use what God has given us to reach other people for Christ, I think that's the heart of why money is given to us. When we do that with our money, we're being intentional. For more information and inspiration, go to theintentionallife.com. You know, the Intentional Living Minute, we post that on video on our news feed and on, on uh, Facebook every day, and it'll come to your news feed if you like the page. Every day, just 60 seconds, whatever God's uh, speaking to me about, I want to share with you some thoughts. And have, we have fun putting these together and putting them out on Facebook every day, Monday through Friday. And so if you're not, a, if you're not part of our um, friends on Facebook, come and join us. Like the page, and it'll uh, come out to you automatically. Uh, we love your feedback as well. Just go to theintentionallife.com, click on the um, Facebook there, or you can just go to facebook.com and slash intentional living. Okay, we're talking marriage today uh, and communication in marriage, life in marriage, and some of the naked truths of marriage. I'll get to here a little bit. Triple eight, triple eight, seventeen, seventeen. Samantha, welcome to the program. Appreciate it. Appreciate your call. What's your question? Hi, thank you for having me. Um, my husband has been battling addiction that has progressively increased over the last several years, and I've tried everything I can think of to help him, and I pray for him, and I just don't know how else I can support him so that he can prioritize his recovery and choose sobriety and choose our family. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, how are you doing? I am a complete mess. <laughs> I'm a mother of two, so I'm trying my very best to hold it together for them, but I am having a very rough time. Mm. Are you feeling responsible? Like you're supposed to do something different or push a different button or say something different well, to make of, it better? I used to, and then I attended a service where God told me, you can't do this. Yeah. Let me do this. You have to let me do what I need to do to change his heart. And so... I took an extended vacation to give him some time to prioritize his recovery. And at this point, it's in God's hands. I really have done everything I can think of to change his heart. Yeah. And I'm going to love him every day. And I really hope that he chooses sobriety, mm-hmm. but I can't make that choice for him. Yeah. Are you finding support for yourself? I am. Um, I've been out of town, so I've been going to church back home where I'm from in Phoenix, and 
my father is a great support and my family. I am reaching out, um, but that's the hard part as well because now there are some things that are coming up that no one's really known about and I've been dealing with on my own for about four yeah. years. Um, well, that's no one a- really wants to tell the horrible story of someone else's addiction. So. Yeah, exactly. And that's why being with people who understand and being in a support structure where you can openly share and there's a level of confidentiality to be able to do that. Um, and what I hear is some, what I hear from your heart is a heart of love and concern for your husband. And we do pray for people today when we see what's happening with addiction in our country and we see the seriousness of it, uh, we see the number of people whose lives are taken as a result of it. It's it's just so disturbing and so hurtful, and certainly something we as a country we need to do to help people and be more intentional in helping people find the kind of help that's uh, available. At the same time, we know addiction has a way of just you know getting into people's lives and destroying everybody in around them it's not only the person but their family and their friends and their work and their finances and their health and everything and so in your case uh you need to make sure you're taking care of yourself first it's like the oxygen mask in the airplane you got to make sure you're putting that on you're breathing godly air, you're getting good counsel, you've got a supporting structure, you're taking care of your kids. In other words, like that prayer, Lord, teach me to take care of the things I can take care of and learn to give you the the rest and to know the difference. That was my paraphrase of that uh, St. Francis Assisi, I think it is, prayer. And, and there's truth in that. And it sounds like you've matured into that a process to be able to do that. But but you need to make sure you're taking care of yourself because you can't change your husband. You can't change what he does or doesn't do. Um, but at the same time, there's points of accountability where there has to be uh, at times an intervention to say, hey, this is something, you know, you've got to deal with some things in your life. Um, and it's if I hear you right, it sounds like there's been times he's really wanted to do that. Yes. And the hard part, I think, for me right now is I know my husband is such a good man, and he loves our sons, and he loves our family. Yeah. But the cloud of addiction is just terrible, causing... Yeah, I lost my mother to her Mm -hmm. battle with addiction last year, and so it's still so fresh for me that seeing him suffer, it just breaks my heart. And I, I know this will all glorify God, and... Maybe he will help someone down the road, and he will only be able to help them having gone through it himself. But mm. in it, it's just so hard to see him suffer. You know, we've, we've seen the same thing in our, our extended family. And we've seen, uh, uh, you know, my, my wife's sister, who's now uh, passed away as a result of addiction, what it did in her life. And as I was hearing your story, I was thinking about during those years, the impact on the family, the emotional impact, the, the you know, can we pray a little bit more? Can we do a little bit more? Is there just one more thing we can say? Is there one more doctor you can go to, one more treatment? I mean, I personally got involved in trying to work with treatment facilities to see if we could help. And uh, God love her, she walked away. It was a decision she made. And, and you think, wow, you know, is there just one more thing I can do? And at the end of the day, until we get to the end of ourselves and realize there's nothing in our own power that can fix these things, 
and as Christians to be able to say, I give, I give my, my husband or, or my wife or my kids or my family member to God and I pray and I take care of myself and those things that I can do. Um, that's, that, that's intentional living too. Remember, intentional living is knowing what we can do and knowing what we can't do. And, and I think if we're praying, we can get to a place where we realize I can't do that. And that's unintentional living. If it's all right with you, can, before I let you go, can I pray for you guys? Yes, please. Lord, uh, man, I wish, I wish we had uh, some sort of a wand we could just wave that would fix these kinds of things, but we don't. We live in a fallen world, and addiction seems to be just an unbelievable problem here in this country and, of course, around the world, not only to substances but to so many things. Lord, I just pray for this marriage and for this family that you'll do a miracle, that this, uh, this man's heart will be touched and that he will find that path of healing for him, for himself, for his family, for his future. And I pray that the entire family will be comforted and learn to, to know what we can do and what we can't do and, and give the rest to you. And we'll thank you for it in Christ's name. Amen. Mm. Thank you for your call. All right, phone lines open. We're talking marriage today. We're talking life. You got a choice. You need to be intentional. You can be unintentional. End of the day, that's it. And uh, we want you to think more intentionally. We do that when we get into Scripture. We do that when we make a decision and move in that direction. You can join us, 888-888-1717. Okay, Elizabeth, welcome to the program. Hello. Appreciate your call. What's your question for me today? Um, my question is, um, how do you deal with, uh, um, I guess, a husband who is not a believer? And you are? And yes, I am. <laughs> okay, so you're a believer. He's not. Does he object to you in your faith? Or is he just um, rejected, not interested? Right, so um, he's more, like, uninterested in um, pursuing the faith. I mean, there was one point in our marriage where it all went downhill. Like, I, he said that he, out of nowhere, he kind of came up to me. I guess things were going really good in our lives. Like, he had just gotten a job, and, you know, we've gotten our taxes, and things were, like, getting really good in a very inconvenient time in our lives. And um, he ended up telling me, you know, he accepted Christ, like he, you know, he's Lord and Savior of his life, you know, out of nowhere. And I was just like, you know, glory to God, and, you know, so happy, rejoiced, and, you know, and going with this narrative until like a year later, I don't know, we got into some ridiculous, you know, little argument, like, you know, whatever, you know, typical arguments uh, couples get into, whether it be about plates, you know, being dirty or whatever, and... Then he ended up just um, completely denouncing mm. uh, Christianity, and so based on the fact that you're you're having an argument, and he and and out of that he says, "Hey, I'm I'm not interested in your faith any longer." Yeah. Let me ask you this, Elizabeth: yeah. Does he feel mm-hmm. if I had him on the phone, would he feel that you have you've been badgering him spiritually? If I've been badgering him, yeah, spiritually. Um. I don't know. I think it would be depending on the time of his life in, in our marriage. Okay. Maybe there was times I, I preached more to him, and then other times I was 
more reserved because after he said, hey, I don't want anything to do with this anymore, I'm like, okay, I'll back off now. Okay. But it's not like he never heard me out. It was more like, in the heat of the argument, he was trying to like, okay, well, okay. you know what? I don't want, I don't want right. to hear this anymore. Now, the reason, I, the reason I asked that, Elizabeth, isn't to be critical. The reason I asked that is because when we have a marriage problem, what we often do is we focus on not the problem, we focus on these other things. And, and let me give you an example. It, you brought up some issues in your marriage. You know, I, I think you, you, in passing, said something about money and some other issues and so on. And then it can become a discussion about God, or it can become a discussion about in-laws. Here's what I'm recommending, Elizabeth, for you to pray about intentionally. To remind yourself that you're not the Holy Spirit, I'm not the Holy Spirit, for my family and you're not, for, for your husband. You pray for him, and then you intentionally live your life, as the scripture says, in such a beautiful way, as a follower of Christ, that he would be a fool not to see what God is doing in your life and want that. That's exactly what scripture says in my own paraphrase there, that is. And live our lives in, with such spiritual authenticity and reality that the people around us say, boy, there's something special, I'd like to have that as well. And then when you have issues that you focus on the issues, okay, the real issues in the marriage, not, not, on, not on these other things, but hey, here's a specific thing we need to talk about and talk about that one thing. Okay, Elizabeth, thank you. Quick break, we'll be back. We're wrapping up Intentional Living. Phone line's open. We're going to continue to talk afterward. Marriage, got a question? 888-888-1717. This is Intentional Living with your host, Dr. Randy Carlson. Intentional Living is furnished by Parent Talk Incorporated and is made possible by the generous support of our listeners just like you. This program is not a substitute for professional counseling, medical, financial, or legal advice. Intentional living is not intended to be therapy by radio, but it is intended to help you live an intentional life in Jesus Christ. And so I encourage you, maybe you're thinking today, I'm not one degree off, you know, I'm 90 degrees off. Where do I start? You start by stopping. You and I start a new path by stopping going on the path we're on now. And sometimes it takes time. It may take a lifetime to get back to the right path. But you're heading in the right direction. You're going back to get toward the goal that you originally set. You know, the quicker we make that adjustment in a path, the quicker we get back on the right path and we lose less time in the process. And Maybe you've been on a wrong path for a lot of years. Begin today. Start moving in that direction. And as you do, God will bless you, and you'll be encouraged, and you're going to feel better, and you're going to be better in the process. That's an excerpt from the teaching here this month on how to be intentional in your own life. You and I, as we're intentional, will make a difference in our families, our relationships, and the things that matter most to us. Thanks for your support. Members, watch for it. It's our gift to you. Every month, a new teaching. And by the way, right now, gifts are being matched, being doubled. And we have that brand new 2024 calendar for those joining in monthly support. You can call today during West Coast Business Hours, 888-888-1717. And press number two to talk to our staff or go to theintentionallife.com. Before we get back to the show here, kind of a, an introduction to our brand new 
Intentional Love Marriage Date Night Tour for 2024. We're going to be in Michigan in East Lansing on March the 1st and over in Auburn Hills in the Metro Detroit area on March the 2nd. Tickets are now available for you, and we have very limited space. I want you to be there. We're going to laugh. We're going to learn. We're going to have a great evening Again, March 1st and 2nd in Michigan. Get your tickets today at theintentionallife.com. And uh, we'll be looking forward to seeing you at the Intentional Love Marriage Date Night. My husband and I have been married 20 years, and we are just trying to stay intentional. I live an intentional life by respecting my husband more, and that's something I really want to work on. Hi, yes, I'm calling to uh, let you know how important it is to deliberately make a choice to follow the Lord. And I chose to love my husband, and I have to say, it, it works. My marriage is better than it ever has been before. My husband and I were separated for a year. At the end of it, I found myself saying that I would return to him. We both pray together. We let the Lord lead us in our lives. And even though we still have tough times, we're able to work through them. It's just awesome. The Lord is awesome. The Naked Truth About Marriage comes from the book of Genesis, really. They were naked. I mean, Adam and Eve were naked. Just bare naked, Sally. That's what they were right there. She's giving me that look. They were. That's what the Bible says. And then three things happen. If you read Genesis 2.25, shame showed up. We see in Genesis 3.10 that separation from God showed up. And we see in that same passage that fear showed up. Why? Because of sin. Earlier we see in the, the scripture that Adam and Eve sinned. They failed to remain obedient to God and sin was then in this world. And sin created three things that I think create problems in our marriage. Shame, separation from God and each other, and fear. And God wants us to deal with each of those through him. Amen to that. Makes a difference. You know, let, let's end with some uh, one thing positive thoughts people have been sharing with us on our comment line. They're one habit, they're one thing for their marriage. Peggy did this from Arizona. Hi, my name is Peggy from Mesa, Arizona. And the intentional thing that I have been doing for our marriage is praying for my husband. We've been married almost 41 years, and I can say that there have been some ups and downs. But the difference in praying specifically for my husband for his wants and his needs has made me see a huge difference in both of our lives. Thank you for all you do. Hey, do you have a one thing that really works for you? Tell us. 888 Valerie from Tennessee did. Hi. Thank you for taking my call. I would just like to say that uh, it was very important for me and my husband to not to ever go to bed mad at each other. And... Um, that made a big difference in our marriage and to spend quality time together and definitely pray together and it's made a very positive impact on our marriage and I love listening to uh, your radio station and hearing all the positive encouraging things to help Uh, it's a blessing as well you know it is the small things that make the biggest difference I believe in our marriage relationship and so doing one thing every day for the next 30 days can be transformational I hope today we've encouraged you about marriage and inviting some of you to come and be a part of the Intentional Love Marriage Date Night Experience. Going to be in Michigan, East Lansing on March the 1st, and then in Auburn Hills 
Michigan in the Detroit metro area on March the 2nd. And uh, we're making tickets available starting today. Don't miss out. Limited seating. Want you to be a part of it. The Intentional Love Marriage Date Night. Check it out at theintentionallife.com. Got to run. We'll see you again tomorrow with more right here from our Intentional Living Center.